Hi guys and welcome to your receipts. This is the mini side where we deal with all your bullshit really and uh, go through it. <laughs> 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 all your bullshit, no. <laughs> love me. Okay, well, no, we do love you. <laughs> like I don't have enough things going on in my life. No, I'm joking. Yeah, a mini side where we deal with all your problems, all your issues. We try and give you the best advice we can. And mm-hmm. yeah, we've just been out here celebrating Palani's birthday. Hey, yeah. hey, hey. Absolutely, Welcome to Club 29 I'm not part of that club anymore I left it a long time ago You left that club a while ago A while ago Okay wait let's introduce Okay It's your mama Sita Milena Sanchez It's your girl Tolly T And Audrey formerly known as Garner's Finest How does it feel being 29? It feels No honestly like I've made a pledge this year To just enjoy things man I have a habit of like What are you hoeing yeah? I'm hoeing yeah I've been a <laughs> <laughs> no, I just have a habit of like stressing about shit and not enjoying the moment. So yeah. I think I'm gonna like make a conscious effort to be like have fun in this moment and not think definitely. Wow, what if this gets just fucked up? Bare yes. wet spaghetti. Just not gonna bare wet spaghetti. Yes. I'm gonna be wet in spaghetti. <laughs> spaghetti, Ooh, spaghetti, 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 <laughs> spaghetti, 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 no, no, oh, never do I. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> you put Mac in your spaghetti. Yeah, that's the most aff thing I've ever heard. Why? Because do you know what? Because I realised when I go to Italian restaurants and they make pasta, it's so simple and it's so banging. Yeah, but when I make it, I have to add all the seasoning. Yeah, like, do you know what frustrates yeah, me about true. pasta? Right? I feel like my spaghetti carbonara and my spaghetti bolognese taste the same because I'm using all the same seasoning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're not supposed to. Not they literally to. just use no. a bit of parsley, a bit of garlic and keep it moving. And it's so, so tasty. But I feel like it's in the tomato. It's in the sauce that they make because it's usually fresh oh, tomato. what, for bolognese? Yeah. Oh. I just, I just, use, I just use tin tomatoes. Same. Or like dolmio. I don't use tomatoes. What do you what use? What do you use? I just, I don't like tomatoes. Oh, so you do like a tomato? Yeah, like smooth sauce. And then what? I... What? Yeah. And then I, <laughs> what, I... So you just have carbonara? Oh, wait, no. What are we talking about here? Spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. but spaghetti what? Bolognese, bolognese or carbonara? Bolognese. bolognese. Oh, yeah, bolognese. Mm. I just use the dolmio sauce. Yeah, 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 same. That's the one meal I'd learn how to cook so quickly. Same. Oh, yeah, I same. used to bang at that meal at uni. Oh, my God. That cheesy pasta. Like, I've it's never so made it delicious. wrong. No, no. no, I never made <laughs> it. Delicious yet satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Yet cheap. All time, at the same time. I've made it mm. right. I've never made spaghetti bolognese wrong in my life. Now I put a little bit of pasta on the top so it just looks a little like... But if any Italian chefy. people are listening, can you tell me what seasonings to use? Because I don't want to use <laughs> yeah, Maggie at I'm, all purpose anymore. It's know, not why, necessary. Why are you seasoning the spaghetti? No, not like the sauce. Oh, of course I put Maggie in the I thought you said the spaghetti. No, no, no. The actual sauce itself. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you add everything. 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 But this is what I'm saying. They don't use Maggie. Yeah, they don't. They yeah. don't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, so, as a culture, we overseason. We overuse Maggie. <laughs> and it's just to make up for all the bad food we have to eat outside. True, so true, true, true. Flavor. Oh Yeah, God, flavor, please, yeah. flavor. Yeah, I actually think that's what it is. But yeah, I just wanted to make that point and bring it to my te- your attention. <laughs> <laughs> Give us any Maggie tips. Yeah, exactly. Or seasonings, forget you want to know. Yeah, tips. exactly. I want to know. Anyway, first dilemma. Cool. Hi, ladies. Firstly, I just want to say I love your podcast and it's lovely to see three lovely women doing such positive things. Aww. Thanks so much for empowering all your listeners and being so relatable. Thank you. Aww. Now, here's the dilemma. Yes, yes. to the point. 
The anti-blackness and blatant racism within my culture, stroke family and community is driving me crazy. I'm a young Indian woman and unfortunately sometimes I'm ashamed to say that given how racist and hateful other Indians are, specifically to black people within the UK, I'm very outspoken in terms of my political views, in terms of Black Lives Matter, LGBTQ issues, feminism and such. However, within my family, there are so many racist people that I'm beginning to want to cut people off. There are family... Uh, there are family get-togethers that I just don't want to attend anymore because I'm sick and tired of hearing their backwards views and opinions. My question is, should I not bother with the family get-togethers, cut the idiots out of my life and allow them, or carry on and just ignore the fools? Sorry if it's long. Yet again, thanks so much for everything you girls do. Sending love. Yes, that was not that long. Was not that was long. not long. That was concise that was, that and was, straight was, to the point. Other dilemma crazy. writers, you can take note. <laughs> Please. <laughs> oh God, it's a hard one. That's a hard one. Yeah. It's all, I feel like it's always hard when it's your family. But do you know what I think? Yeah, like I think that sometimes we have to like use the kind of the education and the knowledge that we have to empower other people because I think it's easy to just be like, oh, I'm gonna walk away and cut them off. But what are you doing to actually make a change? And I know sometimes it takes like obviously you're doing a lot just by you know you, you said you support all these causes and that's dope. But sometimes we have to educate our family. I don't know if she mm. if she's tried that. She hasn't said that she hasn't tried that but I think talk to them like when they're saying these things you have to educate them you have to be like you're wrong like you can't have these opinions blah 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 and then if that doesn't work then just be like you know what I'm sick and tired of this but I feel like you should say something to them but I also feel like um when it comes to family member members especially like the older generations they're so stuck in their Mm. ways that they're not even trying to hear anything Mm, that you're trying to explain because I know that I've spoken to some of like you know if my if my auntie for instance has said something that is just crazy wow, I'm just yeah. like you cannot say that mm. but because they're so stuck in their ways it's literally like been instilled into mm. them yeah so yeah it's difficult yeah because I feel like in talking to them and trying to um educate them it might not go in but if anything worst case scenario just means they don't bring it near you anymore at, at least Do you know what I mean because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. like oh we're not just gonna go off let's not say that about yeah. her so yeah. like if at, like worst case scenario that's what it's gonna yeah. do so it's, you don't have to hear it I won't say cut them off because yeah. Oh, this is gonna sound wild. Maybe I shouldn't say it. Uh, <laughs> okay, the reason why I wouldn't say cut them off is that <laughs> I'm trying to figure out a way to not make it sound very, very wild. Like, what you're doing is great. Like the yeah. fight you're like you're fighting the cause, you're fighting anti-blackness, but it's like you're not black. So like mm. Cutting your family off What they say about other people mm-hmm. Although it's ignorant It's affecting we, you we, Whatever we, We're grateful That you want to take on this fight But yeah, don't like, lose like, your family you. yeah, Exactly <laughs>
um, poor people up or educate people. Just walk away from that situation, mm. man. Or if there's dissent family things, I do. if I know some artist is going to be there, so I'm not going, man. I yeah, can't stand yeah, this yeah. woman. Yeah. And I'm not going to be around yeah. here. Yeah. So if there's like, there's certain things that you can avoid going to and it's not like the end of the world within mm. your family, just don't go. Yeah. Because yeah. like, there were just some people that I just cannot yes, to be asked to be around yeah, you today. Yeah. So I'm oh just God, not going to come today. Mind, sometimes you just need to walk away from certain people, so even I if they like are that family. Wasn't helpful, but yeah. Thank you for your crisis. <laughs> we appreciate you. Right, next dilemma. Um, I need some advice regarding a problem that has now been. Does say what does that say? Plaguing, plaguing. plaguing. I was like, plaguing. <laughs> plaguing in me for a number of years now. I am a 20-something-year-old black woman who went to a predominantly white secondary school. When I left sixth form a few years back, I decided to buck the trend amongst the majority of my friends and go to university down south rather than a particular uni up north, which most of my friends attended. This was honestly the best decision of my life. I made new friends, both of on my course and in my halls, the majority of whom I'm still very close to. And I really came into my own being surrounded by people from varying cultures, i.e. more black people. <laughs> As the years have passed, I've remained much closer to my uni friends. I was bridesmaids in one of my friend's weddings a few months ago and have attended the weddings of several uni friends over the last few years. My problem is, now that I have evolved as a person, largely owing to the confidence I gained meeting friends who I shared more common ground with at uni. I've come to realise just how unhappy I was at school and how much I didn't care for the girls there. They were all white girls who had a lot of personal and psychological problems, which meant that I... I, I don't know why I laughed, sorry. <laughs> Let me take that back. Um which meant that I had quite a toxic relationship with a number of them. And whilst I used to feel sad about the fact that I didn't quite fit in with them at the time, I've come to realise that it's probably because I was one... I was one of the more well-adjusted people adjusted people in the group. Unfortunately, these white girls just don't want to let the good old days of school pass oh. and hell and hell bent on maintaining contact and invite me to school <laughs> events and school WhatsApp groups oh. against my will. I have consciously tried to distance myself from them over the years and I'm therefore not as close to them um, a lot of them anymore. So being in, in a school WhatsApp group where a wedding that you're not invited to is being discussed is hella awkward and not something I feel like I need in my life. I've tried muting the conversation, oh, but the constant influx of messages is too much. <laughs> While some Leave! Of the, <laughs> are you on the dress? <laughs> oh, While some of the schoolgirls are, are well-meaning and don't want me to feel left out of school events and therefore keep inviting me to these things I've come to the conclusion that I'd rather just not have any of them in my life I'm happy with my uni friends and extremely close with my two siblings and I feel like that's all the social support I need how can I cut these girls off without coming across as hostile or like I think I'm better than them I don't want to toot my own horn but I am out here flourishing hey. since I left school and I know they all recognise this I already left the school whatsapp group last week okay before, so why did you tell us to, oh, okay. before boarding a long flight unnecessary info but I love it and received a flood of messages upon landing which I had to then field off I, I'm just looking for a clean break from these people help I don't I don't get it literally just leave I get it just, literally just, speak, just, don't, just don't talk to them <laughs> it's really very simple it's not by force just stop like yeah. eventually people will get the point mm -hmm. that she does and if you feel like you owe them some sort of explanation just like you know what like I just don't feel as close to you guys yeah. anymore. And I just kind of want to be... You know, I just want to be myself for a little while. Yeah, just... I mean, yeah. a little while, a long while, and leave them yeah, alone. Yeah, yeah. Just Sometimes so. not everything needs a big speech. Sometimes your actions. Yeah, just As go. Audrey said, sometimes no message is the message. Yeah, exactly. like action time, action time. Like, just show initiative. 
and action. Just go. <laughs> and stop talking to them. No, literally. Like, I feel like people always think when you stop talking to friends, it has to be this big fight. It has to be, mm. Sometimes it's just that I just stopped replying to messages. Yeah, right? that's it. Just leave the group chats. I know it baits you up when you leave, but like, so, so? You, you clearly don't want to be there. And it's giving you so much anxiety that it's just like, there's no And you're sitting here now writing emails yeah. as to why I have to leave. Like, why? Like how can There's friendly. no nice way to cut people no, off. Yeah, friendship is a beautiful thing. It's great, whatever. But it's also fucking hard work trying to be a good friend to people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you have to like acknowledge them. You have to like pander to them. You mm-hmm. have to care about them. You have to, it's like, it's a very selfless act to be a good mm. friend. Yeah. You can't be doing that for everyone, you know? No. But I think, it's it's de- I think that her issue is like deeper than... Just like feeling that she's grown apart. Do you know what I think it is? I think she feels bad for feeling like she's better than them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think she's, and I think she's holding on to resentment as well. And I was about to say that I feel like, I feel she like she's holding on to resentment from years. Because when you're one of the only black people amongst yeah. a group of white friends, yeah. like, and then you suddenly go to uni or whatever, and you have this awakening that oh my god, and then you realize that the whole time you were actually suppressing who you yeah. are. Yeah. Because I was that girl. I had loads of white friends, and I realized like when I went to uni, I was actually those friendships weren't genuine because I was assimilating so much and I was actually suppressing my true self do you know what I mean so when you have that realisation you actually start to resent those people because it's like right I couldn't actually be my authentic self around you therefore this friendship isn't real so I think she's dealing with that more than anything and that's what she wants to cut them off for as well as the fact that she's like grown and she's this new person and she can't relate to them anymore yeah yeah, and that's absolutely fine and that's fine a lot of people go up from their old school yeah all the girls I went to school with like again, I was like at one point the only black girl in certain mm. groups, and like a lot of them, like we're very casual, we're very cool. Yeah, I, I went to someone's wedding a couple of years ago, but we're not as close as we mm. were because so not cool. even because they were white or blah blah blah. Our even if the girls that she went to school with were black, you go into different units and meet different mm-hmm. sets of people mm-hmm. will just kind of make sure you just Naturally. means you grew different. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, for me, like I went to university. A lot of the girls didn't go to university; they kind of stayed in the area. Mm-hmm. I like. I travelled, I met new people, mm. like, I met people from South London. Mm. <laughs> like, Fucking hell. Whoa. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so it just meant that, like, we just grew different mm. and I started liking different things. And there's no, like, hostility. I'm not in any stupid group chat. No. Yeah. We're still friends on Facebook. Yeah. If I see Facebook, you, hey, girls, you right? How mm. are you? Cool. Like, it's not a problem, but it's just, it's just not there anymore. Mm. Like, and it's okay. And like, it's okay. You're a very different person to yeah. who you were when you was in school. Yeah. yeah. And as well, I think people love to hold on to this friendship thing because of the time. time. I, I think that's bollocks. It's bullshit. I've been man. friends with you for 15 years. Bollocks. Therefore, I should and try my hardest to what? make it work. Because it's been 15 and years. Because of so days and time, time and hours. Nah. Them, them friends will still become haters, you know. Trust it's not even like, what is, oh, it's, that's how you yeah. waste more of your life. Honestly, because of the past how many years I spent, I'm going to carry on wasting my time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that making really me like you like that. Yeah, <laughs> no, stop it. It's oh not our life. Next dilemma is what are boys fam? Is is the, oh, what are they? Clearly, that's not okay. Hi girls, you guys are so awesome. I've been listening to y'all since I was fourteen point seven five. What what like like age? Oh, 14 like 14 and, and a quarter. Oh, you went 75 minutes past two. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been creasing every Wednesday since. I'm 16 now and I've just finished my GCSEs. Wow. Now that I've been at all girls school for five years and in September I'm going to sixth form where there will be mandem around every corner. I mean, I don't mind them, but I don't even know how to talk to boys. I'm not trying to go there and have awkward interactions, but I don't have any male friends and act so awkward whenever I'm around boys, even if I don't find them paying. Oh, this dynamic Aww. is so cute. cute Can you please give me some advice on how to tackle this situation and just somehow act normal around Aww. them or at least 
a way of settling slowly. Thanks, love you guys. Wait, wait. P.S. What is dry sex? Oh my god! I feel so bad. No, I feel so ashamed. I will not be that person. Actually, wait. Do you tell her what dry sex no, is? Or do you No, you definitely like, give them a little summary of what dry sex is in a very nice manner. In a how? Nice way. No, I don't know. There's no nice way to describe you, dry sex. I'm sorry, if my 16 wait, if my 16 year old Okay, think. If you had but, a 16 year old sister dry, or you cousin. Dry, you had dry sex by 16. I was fucking by I was 16. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was fucking by 14.5. <laughs> <laughs> dry, okay. dry sex who? Oh, I was yeah. doing wet sex I was doing slippy sex. slidey oh, sex yeah. <laughs> Oh my god this is so bad Okay I'm sorry I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay yeah. On to the no. dilemma uh, Okay Or do we describe dry sex with? Okay don't have sex at 14 It's really really bad Like honestly yeah, I lost no, my well, she, Entirely She's 16 now um, Dry sex is not that bad Well she doesn't Can't even talk to boys So maybe we should like no, let's Deal with talk, that yeah, first yeah, yeah 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 No let's not do dry sex Um Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I just think that with guys, yeah, I think we've said it before. Like, guys are not gold dust; they're just like they're really human not. beings. And I feel like once you actually get around them and you see how silly and smelly and immature they are, you'll be like, "I was scared about this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is what I was scared about. Like when you're actually in their presence a lot, you're gonna be like, "Oh my god!" And At the very core of them, guys scared. are stupid. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like, <laughs> even the smart ones. Yeah, exactly. Even the smart ones are stupid. Yeah. yeah, and you'll realize that when you're around them. And I think it's so funny. I was having a conversation with someone recently about I don't want to put my kids, my girls. In an all girls school mm. Because I don't want them To see guys as this oh. yeah. yeah Like I never want them To feel mm. like guys Are so much better than them mm-hmm. Or guys are something That they need to obtain Or yeah, guys are something yeah, yeah. That like Oh I don't know how to do with that As if to say like It's some opportunity That you have to like Gain or something So I've always yeah. been Quite wary of that I want them for very early on To know that guys are stupid Yeah And yeah, like <laughs> Like they're at, at most The same level as them Or at best Even below be, Below them So mm. <laughs> like like That sort of mentality I know that sounds wild But like I don't want my kids To just feel like Oh guys like, Oh my gosh Boys 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 And Mm-mm-mm. I think that's For me What I find negative About all girls school is Yeah It kind of just And all girls school Has a way of like Oh the guys from the other school From yeah, across the yeah, road And it's just yes. kind of like Oh 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 and, uh, yeah. and also in the real world You're not separated by You're not separated You're, not, you're so really I think not It's really healthy To be like able to interact with guys so you can learn which ones you want to be friends with which ones you don't which like it's mm. important life skill to have but yeah guys trust me when you get around them you will realise they ain't nothing special and you know you're, you've been panicking for no reason um, you'll you'll be able to tell as well which guys you want to just be mates with and like you'll, you'll know like the same way you make your female friends is how you'll make the yeah, make yeah, friendships yeah. with guys so don't worry about it at all I don't think it's um, yeah you've got nothing to worry about email yeah. us back in a year's time and tell and us t- how yeah. it's gone no Honestly, like, yeah, I know, like, I feel like, and let me drown and let me hone in the importance of guy friendships as well. Mm. Like, not every guy you talk to has to be a figure of admiration or has to be someone that you want to find you attractive. Yeah, Yeah, like your body doesn't have to be a thing for them for them to be attractive. Mm. It's okay to be friends. And I have a guy mate who I love dearly with all of my heart, and I've never felt so comfortable around like Mm. a guy before like that because we are just mates, and it's just so authentic and so beautiful and so like. I can be raw with him. And like, I think the privilege of having guy friends is that, let me talk about my female friends. We have, my me and my female friends, when it comes to emotions, we tend to tend to that emotion. It's like, mm. oh, you're crying. Okay, cool. Let me let you cry. 
But then guy friends have this essence of tough love where my mm, guy friend is yeah. just like, what's up? Like, yeah. let's be logical about this. Yeah, okay, yeah, you're crying, yeah. cool, cry. But what's, what's, yeah. what are you crying you for? Feminine let's find a solution. Energy, man. Yeah, yeah. And it's just this yeah. energy that he kind of, he, I'm not saying my friends and my female friends are not logical because they mm. very much are, but sometimes they pander to me too much. Mm-mm-mm. And when I know that I want that straight to the point, bitch, yeah, shut yeah, up. Yeah. And we're like, a day, please. Like, I'm sad. And he'll be yeah. like, for what? Yeah. But he, this thing is rude. He said to me the other day, right? <laughs> oh my God. I was talking about this guy to him. He was like, maybe you'll be friend zoned again. <gasps> Damn, cold world. But you need that. You actually need that. <laughs> I was like, oh. He was my friend to be like, well, just text him this, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was just like, nah, I think you've been friends against this. Like, uh, that's it. And I think, like, it. it's so nice to hear a guy's point of view, their perspective on things as well. So, like, let's say if we're going through something with a guy that we like, like you said, he'll tell you straight. You've mm-hmm. been friends zone. All the time. Yeah, no, men are quite Whereas girls will be sitting there like, Making up messages maybe, together. Yeah. Girlfriend. Maybe, maybe it's this, yeah. Now. Maybe he ain't shit. <laughs> or maybe he just doesn't like you. It's true. But yeah, um, you realise that very quickly that guys are not something that you need to be wary of. Mm. Or, I mean, be wary of them because they ain't shit. But, you know. Yeah. And as for dry sex, let's just deal with talking to guys and being around yeah. them. And then we'll come back to that. So yeah. Email us in six months to a year's time. Yeah. I don't know what the adult thing is to do if I better tell you what dry sex is or not. I can't figure that out, so I'm just not. Yeah, so I think it's safer to not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Next one. Hey, girls. First wanted to say, first wanted to say, I absolutely love your podcast. I'm sending my love from Toronto. Yes. Six, 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 six. But let me get straight to it. Wait, do I say six? On the six. six. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please. But you said that six way too many times. <laughs> no, no, I said it more than three times. I'm like, six, 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 six. Um, so basically, I work in retail and I go to uni full time. Of course, when it comes to dressing for work, there's always the do's and don'ts. My job requires us to dress business casual, but none of us, including the managers, follow that. Well, summer is here and it gets up to 30 to 40 degrees here. And I've always worn trousers or, or jeans and a shirt to work. But one day I see my manager come into work with a mini skirt. So I was like, bet, bet. So there we go to one to win. So I was like, bet. So I came into work the next week. Oh no. Oh yeah. So I came into work the next week with a skirt on. It was loose and felt above my knees. And tell me why I got paged. My manager actually sent me home Uh and she was talking about how inappropriate I look. But then I see other girls I work with wear mini skirts and booty shorts and they don't get in trouble. Booty shorts, you know. A co-worker of mine also came to work with a fitted off-the-shoulder top and it was okay, but I wore a cropped hoodie and got written up. Then I realised it's because they're all super skinny and petite and I'm on Mm. the thicker side. I've struggled with my body basically my entire life and I'm tired of people thinking I can't wear something because I have a bigger bum and wider hips. Mm. It's exhausting to wear the same thing as as someone skinny, but as soon as I do it, it's inappropriate or scandalous. I even get... From, I even get it from my friends, family and friends. All this does is make me hate my body even more. Mm-hmm. I, really f- I already feel self-conscious and hate my body enough. It's getting depressing at this point. It gets to the point where I don't even want to look at my body in the mirror. It feels like everything is piling on. Have you guys ever felt like you had to deal with this? And what should I do? Lots of love. Mm. Mm. I've definitely felt unhappy with my body. Yeah, I feel like that's day. something, it's a recurring, it's mm. a recurring theme. I'll be like, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. And then it will hit me yeah. and I'll be like, oh my God. Same. Or I don't know. Oh, I'll see a picture of myself and I'll be like, what mm. the fuck is that? I, I hate yeah, especially yeah, yeah. Yeah. pictures. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I feel like you feeling, and I feel like that's a thing whereas a lot of people deal with that every day. Mm. They're like not mm. thinking about the body. How I have 
made comfort with my body and loving my body is for one, I have started to see my body as my home. Mm. So mm. this is the place I have to settle in. This is mm. the place I have to find comfort in. So I have to make it my home and I have to be okay with it being mm. my home because like, as well as, because I think sometimes we focus too much on what it looks like and we don't focus on the mechanical of it. Mm-mm. My body is able, my body is able to do this. My body is able mm. to do things I want it to do. My body is like, it does so much for me. Like when I'm cold, this shit makes me warmer. I'm like my little thickums. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? There's so many parts of it that I kind of like don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate the mechanics of it because I'm constantly seeing how it looks. Mm-mm. And I know that's because of media, that's because mm. of social media, that's because of so many years of upbringing that you have to look a certain way to be mm. deemed attractive. So I think I've made I've made myself okay with my body. And, and sometimes I'm still not okay by making it realise that it's home. And yeah. I just have to be okay with that being my home. And I feel like you cannot replicate someone else's body. It's, unless you plan to do surgery, it's impossible yeah. Like this, this is your body. This is your home, and you kind of, kind of have to get used to it. You kind of have to learn to just be okay with it. Yeah, and it yeah. takes a lot of work, and it's a lot of learning, and it's so much like constantly. And I've always started doing something where, when I talk about <laughs> my body to myself, I think I'm talking. I act like I'm talking to someone that I love the most in all of my heart. Mm-hmm. If I'm talking to my friend, if all just said to me now, "Oh, I'm mad fat," I'm not gonna be like, "Yeah, you old." Mm-hmm. I will never say that to her. Yeah. So but when if I think you're mad fat, like, yeah, you're fat in it, like, blah, 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 blah. Why am I so quick to like to myself who yeah. had that I, sh- I should love me more than anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I'm so quick to tell myself all of these awful words about me, mm-hmm. looking at me, like, do, do this, do, do this. Yeah. When you start looking at yourself, how you look at someone that you love, as in like, just think about it, as it initially it could just be a friend, like, like, no, I love her to bits. Mm-hmm. And I'll never think to her, oh, well, sis. Yeah. Mm. You're, you're ugly or your arms are fat or like your belly's not mm. it's not snatched or things like that so that's been one thing but the whole thick and um, wearing outfits thing that is a struggle trust yeah. me and it is very very annoying like I have friends that are a lot slimmer than me and we'll get like let's say the same dress or the same mm. shorts and on her it will look absolutely acceptable mm. and I'll look like a slack and I will look yeah. mad yeah. Like, like it'll be like Wow what are you wearing sis where, where were you thinking And maybe pull these people up at work Just be like How come someone's allowed to wear this And I'm not allowed to yeah, wear that yeah. And then once they have to realise Why they're exactly. saying it They'll be like Oh right actually then, yeah. That's bad yeah, Sometimes I feel like You have them. to shame people Into just shutting the fuck up yep. Yep. Because like Sometimes it's like There's not People aren't necessarily Going to get it but and they and they may still be ignorant, but so long as they don't say that shit out loud, sometimes you just have to just settle with that because mm. unfortunately you can't change everybody's mindset. Not everybody's going to go home and do the work to actually be like, why do I think this? Yeah. But if you can put them in such an awkward position that they never say that to you out loud again, then sometimes we just have to deal with that. And no one should like, and that happens a lot, especially in the workplace. Like if you say, if someone's like, oh, you're sassy and you're, you say, why? They, they know why you're saying that. They feel so awkward and they'll, they'll never say it again. So yeah, I feel yeah. like you should do that with, with your work <laughs> colleagues. Just be like, oh, but Sharon was wearing the same skirt the other day. Why was it okay for her to yeah. wear it? Mm-hmm. And when you, and when they realise, like Tolly said, when they realise why they think that, then they'll never say it to you again. Mm-hmm. So I think you definitely have to call people out because this yeah. is your body at the end of the day. Yeah. Like we're talking and about loving yourself. Yeah, no one, None of us There has to be a one rule has to fit all then. You have to speak to your manager and be like, look, I noticed that when I wore this, it was a problem but some, someone mm. else wore it and then they're going to have to deal with that because at the end of the day someone can't come in wearing a mini skirt and you come in wearing a mini skirt and it's a problem yeah yeah like they're targeting you and that's wrong and absolutely clearly the only problem is the body shape part of, of course it. 
and I, I can uh, imagine how difficult it must be like if you are confident within your body and mm. then you come into like your workspace where you are every single day mm. and then you start feeling this way it's almost as if like well I love my body if I'm not offended by it you you don't you mm. don't talk to me anyways like exactly. why should I now compromise cool. myself for you but it seems like it's the work dynamic that is actually starting to trigger this kind of like questioning yeah. of who you are. Mm-hmm. So that's where you, that's what you should tackle because if they're making you feel rubbish about yourself, then, you know, you should definitely, you should deal with the work aspect and then it might start to filter down. Ring, ring, pond, Yeah, absolutely. Ring, Do you know what I've realised? My new favourite thing is going to be doing, filling out forms, <laughs> writing emails <laughs> and doing formal complaints. <laughs> yep. Like, yep. I'm handling every single thing and maybe even weaponizing tears. <laughs> like I'm literally <laughs> wait, what? Weaponizing tears, like what white women do to us all the time. <laughs> oh, I'm oh. going to I'm gonna start doing it. Just, just start crying. Yeah, what what yeah. this? Yeah. Because uh, once you start off, you had tear ducts. Yeah, exactly. You You've got, yeah, I've got tear ducts too. Like, we're all going to cry together. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I know, I feel a bit strong exactly. today. <laughs> I'm not trying to be strong. I'm trying to fill out this form, send this email to HR. <laughs> And deal with you accordingly. So, yeah, I yeah, hope that helps. I've started making a point of writing things, like, no, especially at work. Because you forget sometimes mm-hmm. and then you can add it up and be like, well, there was this yeah. day that you guys said this to me. There was this day, this day, this day. So this, is yeah. not what, this wasn't a one-off. This is something that you guys Absolutely. do to me consistently. So it's finished And out. no one can argue with receipts, man. Exactly. So that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. Next dilemma. Right, next dilemma. Hi ladies, thank you for being such strong women and sharing your voices. You've shown me what what strong women are and inspire me to find my voice. Mm. This one is quite heavy and long. I wanted to include a trigger warnings of sexual assault just in case this is something someone can't hear right now. Sex is a huge struggle for me. I'm 23 years old and I was sexually assaulted when I was 16 when I lost my virginity. Before I had a healthy attitude towards sex in regards of my self-view and uh, masturbation. Afterwards, I didn't do anything sexual, anything, until I was 18. So for two years, because I felt extreme shame whenever anything happened, I... uh, Sorry, sorry. Because I felt extreme shame whenever anything happened. I then went from one sexual sexual partner to over 30 in a space of a year. My excuse for it is that I want a strong sexual woman who can sleep with whoever she wants. But in reality, I was just getting blackout drunk and letting men do whatever they wanted. When I reflect on it now, I can see now that most of these experiences should be classed as sexual assault as I didn't consent to them. I don't even remember half of them. But at the time, this is what I thought I deserved. I am now in in a... in an extremely loving relationship with someone who is kind and so considerate. We've been together nearly four years now. It's only in the last year that I have stopped having these whole body freezes during sex. My entire body would lock up and I would panic and be taken back to the feelings of what happened and my boyfriend would just stop, always try and make sure I was okay. But I can still feel it affecting me now, seven years on. It fills me with so much rage that this person has had such an effect on my life and it's defined me for so long that to this day I can't see my own self-worth I want to be someone who is sexually confident who is confident in herself and has self-worth and value and the thing is I know the person is within me because I can I can and have been that person in small glimpses and that's what makes me so mad because who would I have been if this thing hadn't have happened to me but I just can't think of that because that's what leads me down to such a negative path and path sorry um, I just, I just want this 
I just want to be this person for my boyfriend, but also for myself. I know I deserve... I know I deserve it, but how? How can I grow and move past this? How do you guys try and move past traumatic experiences and learn your self-worth? I just want to be the sexy grown woman and not be scared and timid anymore. Um, Sorry, this was so heavy. I know that what happened to me is so unfair and sad, but I don't want to be seen as a victim. I'm a whole person in myself and I just don't want this experience to define me. I'm more than that and I want to become a person I know I deserve to be. And for anyone else who has experienced anything like this, big or small, you are not alone. And I know it feels completely and utterly soul destroying, but you are more than your experience. You are worth so much more. Mm, That is very heavy. Um, Indeed. First of all, I'm so sorry that yeah, you, like that you've had to go man. through that and experience that because that I can't even imagine how traumatic that has been. It just makes me so angry that like people's whole lives are like shaped by mm-hmm. what someone else took from you, what someone yeah. else mm-hmm. did to you. Like, that and it just, just give, gave me shame. and it's forever. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I feel like that trauma stays with you forever. But I feel like it is so important that you actually seek help for what happened to you because mm-hmm. it it seemed like you were self-medicating through sex and that yeah. obviously hasn't hasn't helped. <laughs> and that's why I think it's really, really important that we, when we talk about sexual liberation and stuff like that, we really like do the, yeah. the work to understand why we're doing it. Mm. Are we doing this because we genuinely feel like as a woman, it's our right to have sex with who we want or are we trying to cover something a pain, Some, a pain yeah. with with having multiple partners, so I think that you should you need to you need to speak to someone for sure to help you deal with that trauma because it is traumatic and I feel like suppressing it, it doesn't work. It hasn't mm-hmm. helped. So so definitely seek professional help in that sense. Mm-hmm. Someone that's a professional in like yeah. sexual abuse and stuff like that, and how you can try to overcome it because it is horrific and it is still shaping your life to this day. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And unfortunately, there are other people that have experienced this. So maybe speaking to other people that have also um, been, you know, victims to this, you guys will have like something in common. You guys, if you find that, you know, when you share some something with someone, you feel that that closer mm. to feeling OK about it yeah. or not OK, mm. but like there's a closure on that. So um, I definitely believe that speaking to other people that have gone through the same things, unfortunately, uh, could potentially help. Mm. I feel like, um, again, like Manila said, sorry that you went through that and it's fucking awful. Um, I feel like you are on a great path because you can see what you want your other side to be. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You can can see see that you want to be this woman and you don't want this thing that happened to you to be a consistent scar that you have to wear or it to be like a badge it has to be like and it ruin your sexual experiences or ruin how you see yourself (laughs) Mm. as a woman and as a woman of sexuality because I think that sometimes when sex or something like that is like done to you by force or something is taken Mm. away from you it makes you feel like maybe you're undeserving to be sexual Mm -hmm. or you feel guilty of Mm -hmm. being seen as a sexual Mm -hmm. being just because you think maybe that's why that happened to you sort of thing Um, and I just think just to echo what Audrey said it is definitely a case of seeking professional help like I think it's something you said you tried to move on, but it's seven years still and it's still affecting you and Mm. and which of course it will Like, like of course it will what happened was awful but I definitely think it is a case of like 
seeing someone and mm. talking to someone that is a professional that knows the tips the tricks and the like mm. practicalities Practical to make steps, you feel yeah. better do you know what mm-hmm, I mean because mm-hmm. we can give you all the spiel of your your great mm-hmm. all the inspiration that you need or whatever but at the core of it sometimes that's just limbless words that are mm-hmm. not going to help you yeah. sometimes you need practical skills to be like this is what you do to make you feel better this is how you Definitely. talk to your body this is how you see your body mm-hmm. so like I think you're amazing I think you're strong and thank you so much for sharing, sharing that. that story and Definitely. if any thing I've always said about this podcast is the fact that people feel free enough mm. and like mm-hmm. with us enough to share such mm-hmm. stories with us yeah. I mean even if it's your receipts or when we see people in real life yeah. and they're just like I can share this with you and I'm so glad that we are a platform that yeah. you feel like you can actually share Absolutely. platforms are dick thing to say mm. but you know <laughs> but like yeah. you can share and like release some things on mm. But I definitely think it's a case of seeking professional help and talking to someone. I cannot imagine going through something tra- this traumatic and I wouldn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. If I'm honest. Yeah, same. Same. But, but you, again, this sounds really limbless and bingy, but like, it's going to be okay. Yeah, you're going to yeah. be fine. You're going to be fine. You, like Tolly said, I feel like you see the other side of the tunnel, which is really good. Yeah, like you that's might not a, be there like yet, but I think you start. can see it. Yeah. And I think that's so hard definitely. sometimes. Yeah. Definitely. But for you to be able to see that this is where I want to mm. be. And sometimes when you're in such a dark place, you're like, you I don't even know. Yeah. I can't yeah. see shit right now. It's just mm. pitch black. Yeah. Yeah. But you're seeing where it is. And I feel like it's seeming reachable. And just through your yeah. words, like, I feel like you're going to be someone that's going to be able to help others as well. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Just by the tone of the email, I can tell like... You know, there's that should never have happened to you, but there's a greater purpose behind everything, and I feel like you're going, you're going to be able to help people for sure. So, good luck you. with everything, babes. Good luck. Mm. Okay. Um. Next dilemma: Parents threat to disown me. Oh. Hi, ladies. I want to start by saying you are all like the best friends I wish I had. You are so blessed and favoured in all that you do, and I'm so glad I found your podcast when it first started out. Thank you very oh, much. Baby. I try and keep this dilemma short and sweet. It's hey. not. It's oh, not. Shoot. I can see it to the future. It's not short. Oh. And sweet. <laughs> I'm not going to say exactly where I'm from because I feel like a few people I know will put two and two together from listening to the pod i'm african but live in the uk nearly my whole life and so my boyfriend and so is my boyfriend but he's here for uni my parents have never liked him because of the part of africa he's from and little things like he can't drive here he doesn't have a full-time job right now they've never met him but they judge him off stereotypes and misconceptions they think he lives it lives off me and that I do anything he wants to do because he has control over me, which cannot be further from the truth. Even though he doesn't have a full-time job, which he can't because of his studies, he works freelance at hotels and events, waiting at every chance he can, mm. which he doesn't even need to do. I went through a very difficult year during my fourth year at uni nearly slipping into depression because of my parents and the way they would speak to me about me when I'm there. They made me feel so much guilt and unwelcome in the house I grew up in. They would exclude me from family things and only come to be nice to me when they wanted to ask for money. My boyfriend helped me through that time more than anyone because he has depression, because he had depression the previous year from the stress of having to repeat a year and a strain from his family back home. If it wasn't for him, I can honestly say I would have sunk into a very dark place. He has taught me so much about myself, both good and bad, and I'm a better person for it. Fast forward to now, him and I wanted to move in together and I knew my parents wouldn't approve so I didn't tell them. I found a flat and started to move on and of course they found out when my boyfriend showed up while I was there with them. 
We'd gone to into a fight because he felt like I was hiding things from him. I didn't tell him my parents didn't approve. So he had come to get his things. There was an altercation with him and my dad. Oh. There was an altercation with him and my dad and my mom called and the police were called. After what happened, my mom kicked me out saying she has been wanting me to move to leave since last year. My dad told me that I carry on with him. They will disown me. During the altercations, the things were said between my dad and my boyfriend in terms of my dad calling him scum and my boyfriend <coughs> defending himself, <coughs> saying that he's far from that and he has money and my, he has more money than my father has money. Mm-hmm. And he has money. His father has money. Sorry. I'm sure you can guess where he's from now. Yeah, I definitely can. Mm-hmm. My dilemma is I love the both of them so much. My boyfriend has been t- has been together since up to two years. I see myself sharing life with him. And at the same time, I love my parents, but I've spent a lot of my life doing things to please them. I went to uni, studied something I didn't even enjoy because I want them to be happy. And now that I'm my own, I want my own life, they brand me the stupid daughter who has been ungrateful. They threatened to disown me, make my boyfriend's life hell if I stay with him by making police reports and keeping him away from the family. I don't know what to do anymore. I have prayed and prayed, but I'm so lost. And I know I could, I know if I choose either of them, I will lose one. A large part of me wants to choose my boyfriend and go to my parents and apologize and spend as long as I can showing them respect for them so that they don't shut me out. Another part thinks I should save my boyfriend the stress that will come and end it. But he tells me that he can't do any more police reports because he hasn't done anything wrong. He loves me and wants the same as I do. This has turned out to be much longer than expected, but I hope you can help. My mother has given me until the end of the week to make a choice. Oh, wow. Sorry, we might be late. Shit, boy. Um. Oh, God, you know what? It's, that's a horrible situation, you know? Honestly, like, so horrible. Because the thing is, it's uh, okay, this sounds mad, right? But sometimes I feel like when I think about the people that my parents haven't liked in the past... They have they have always been right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. And it's not until you see that hindsight that you look back and you realize that rah, like I was like in this toxic situation, I couldn't see it. Cause sometimes when you're in it, you can't actually see it. Yeah. And it takes other people. And your parents are always going to be honest with you. Like my mum don't care who you are, what you're going through. She's like, you're my daughter. I'm always going to tell you yeah. the truth. That's her kind of like vibe. But I think like, but with this, you're saying that your boyfriend's this great guy and he's all of these things. So it's hard when you really believe that the person is. It's good, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But your parents can't see it. I personally think I'm I'm going based on what you're saying. And if he is all of these things and he is this great guy, then I feel like you kind of oh, I don't know, it's hard. Yeah, I feel it's, like it's should, so hard. It's it's hard because I wish I knew the guy for myself. Because <laughs> yeah, then like, I could yeah. be like, no, actually, no, no, blah, blah, blah. Because like I said, a lot of the times our parents they see things before yeah. we do. Because yeah. they we forget our parents have lived, so they see certain signs that we might not notice because you're in the situation but at the same time I feel like you should also live your life for you and if going by what you're saying that he is this great guy and he treats you well and the relationship is good then like you might have to put your foot down yeah do you know what right okay it's hard yeah it's hard if she didn't say the part about her family making her feel shit about herself Mm. and like only be nice about money I would say leave the boyfriend yeah really yeah I'm being deadly honest like if she didn't mention that like I'm trying to put myself in that situation mm-hmm. and I'm from like, I love my family. I love my mom and my sisters. And if I was with someone and everyone was like, this person is mm, not yeah. like Audrey said, sometimes mm-hmm. you don't be seeing shit because you're in the situation. Mm-hmm. I would probably definitely leave him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just because I just know like, 
for one, I don't, I, I don't believe in the one. I think there's multiple the ones. So yes. I, yeah, I feel like there's a couple. Of Imagine the ones. there's multiple the ones, and I still haven't even found one. <laughs> so because I think there's multiple the ones, I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. I'll be, I'll, I'll, no, no, I'll be alright. I'll, I'll, I'll meet someone mom. else. But this at my core, I want my family and my boyfriend or my husband mm. or whatever to be cool. Yeah. Mm. I want them to I want them to be able to, to be, chill without me being to in the be room. Fair, it wouldn't even you wouldn't even if my family don't like you, you probably wouldn't even be my husband, you know. I can't lie, no, you, you won't can't, like, because that's that I've, I can't even get married to you. If I can't have you in a family family do, gathering, it's too exactly my my do? family for me are too important for yeah. me to say, I'm gonna cut them out for this guy. Mm. And because I don't this might be me coming from a place of bitterness, of being from a place not bitterness, but like a place that I've been hurt by men. Mm. So I'm like I'm not going to give up my family for my mum. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I've been, and I know many people that have been in situations where mm. men have completely fucked them over, mm-hmm. have isolated them from their families and mm-hmm. then fucked them over. Mm-hmm. So that one I'm very weary of. But it's because she said that yeah. her family it's are not that that kind to her. Absolutely. That's kind of like, oh, no, I don't know. Because mm. especially where they, where she said the part about they only come to her when they want money. When and they stuff want me like to that. treat it like shit. So yeah. So that's, that tells me that maybe they're not, like, you're seeing the vision that this guy has. Like, he's working hard in union, he's got his side jobs, and he's doing what he can because he's got a future plan. But your parents are kind of like, no, like, we need to see these immediate results, kind of thing, if they're like really, really driven by money. So, yeah, I think if we didn't know that, then I'd be like, mm, maybe your parents see something that you don't see. But it does seem to me like they're just being hard and they just don't like him. Yeah. And they, you know, they haven't really given a good reason. If it's based on stereotypes about where he's from, I mean, come on. I know like the elders can be ignorant, but I mean, come on. Like you're not gonna not be with someone because because of the stereotypes your parents believe that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's just dumb. So So I don't. I, I, do you know what? I, I think I this is know. above my pay grade. I don't. I, I <laughs> what the pay grade? I, was, I actually don't know what to say. It's I was really going to say, without knowing all the detail. Exactly. One, we don't actually know every single detail, so it's hard to just go off by what we are reading. But I was going to say until I got to the point until. where. Until I got to the point where uh, she said that there was like a physical altercation. Mm. I was going to say, do you know Anyone what? Anyone that can punch up my dad, I don't know. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you punch up my dad. <laughs> allegedly. I'm not sure if you punch up her dad. In my let's, mind. Let's, let's, yeah. let's not escalate the situation because <laughs> we weren't there. But I'm saying from that little world. sentence, that's already been escalated to something that you can't come back from. Do you know what I mean? There are just certain things that I know that I will not be okay with my partner doing to any of my you family. You know what? If then. I was yeah. to have my family, I'll leave him. Yeah, same. Because the the police, yeah. If I'm honest, I'll yeah. him. The police are now involved. Like, is yeah. it that yeah. deep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everyday yeah. love. Yeah, it's not a, everyday war. Yeah. And also, like, okay, I know, like, there's certain things with your family that you can fix and you can get them to treat you mm. better and blah blah blah. But it's like your family mean a lot to you because if they didn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't be, care. you wouldn't be yeah. having mm-hmm. the struggle. And like Melina just said, someone saying to my dad, like, are you mad? I even be feeling my dad like that. But someone saying to my dad, mm. I'm like, what? Do you don't have respect? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody's father, you know. True. My mum could but be then, shouting in then your playing face. devil's advocate if you've been tolerating like so-called like no. abuse. No. Like, I can't does, lie doesn't no. everybody have a breaking no. point though? No. God because forbid your mother-in-law slaps you. I'm gonna have to eat that yeah. slap. Yeah, you're gonna Trust eat this slap. I won't even turn cheek. I won't turn the cheek. I can't lie, I have to give this slap. Yeah. Do you know what it is for me and parents? My parents, um, my partner's family members, do you know what that is just one thing I do not play with. I do not care what they've put me through. I will deal with that with him and I'll tell him what I think about his family to him Mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't ever tell his mum do you know what your mum's a fucking bitch like, but, but I mean I wouldn't ever tell his mum but these things are bitch. so important and I feel like it's really really important when people are getting into relationships like how
how are people around your family? Because people don't ask the right fucking yeah, questions because sometimes. I, you just go in love, 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 love. Yeah. Is your mum mad? Exactly. <laughs> Like, because honestly, like these things are going to come up in your relationship later. Like, we can't even, like for me, like how have we even gotten to a point where you, my family hate you this much? Mm-hmm. For that to, I don't like the idea that it's a, yeah. Because no one, like, no one is this mad. Like, no, I don't believe that people just hate people for no reason. Something's yeah. clearly happened. But then she said that they've never even met him. It's all based on where he's from. But then they met him when they, they had met, an altercation. Yeah. Had I don't know. I feel like take a break from your boyfriend, right? Yeah. For for just nice park, yeah. like just like you know what, like I just want to have some space. Try to sort out things with your family because you clearly love them. Honestly, really? if you were like my family ain't shit. I hate them. I don't want to yeah, meet them yeah, anyway. Yeah. And also, if your parents disown you, God forbid it doesn't work out with this guy. Have you got a pack? Mm. Have you got a backup cushion? Yeah. Because true. sometimes our parents are just not just, but like they're great backup cushions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would like to feel like you can always run home. Yeah. And it might be a case of you pick your boyfriend and things that work out, you run home, or you mm. pick him and things are happily ever after mm. and everything's cushy. I won't be knowing. But I, <laughs> yeah, but I think, yeah, who knows what will happen, but I feel like don't. Oh, I, I just, just think like, if it was me, I would leave the boy. Yeah, I just yeah, think so. don't completely like ruin your relationship with your parents yeah. over a, a guy. And that might be because of my past experiences, but I yeah. would definitely mm. like over a guy. Boy. I just yeah. think over any relationship, and the same goes the other way around. And you know what? We we say it countless of times what's meant for you will be for you. Like, so even if you do leave him, and then like, in a couple years' time, you guys find a way to come back together and you know you're in a different place with your family and it works out then it works out and if it doesn't mamacita please there's so many other people in the world mm. wow imagine your man and your dad getting into an altercation first of all i don't have a dad so, no oh, but even that was meant to be a joke it, it was a bit too deep it's the same and i'm not really trying to think about that right now sis um I, oh, I don't know you know I just can't ever be with somebody that's done that I shit. can't. It's oh, too I'm thinking of someone me. like speaking to my mum in a mad way. I can't, <laughs> no. I can't even. Can you imagine? But I don't. I just don't want ag. Like this is what I'm saying. Like, I don't want <laughs> ag in my life. Like life is hard enough as it is. I can't come and add this extra ag to my life for no reason. Like, like can you imagine your mum telling your mum to, to shut up? On. Oh, everyone shut needs up. to get even on. Even like my sister who we share with mum, when she's rude to my mum, it pisses yeah, me yeah, off. Yeah. yeah. Like I start getting angry mm, from my depths. So, like who talking to, bruv. Like like. Talk less of a um, whole person that I didn't know. That's you. even in the family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a few years ago, you didn't even. I didn't even. You're moving you mad. No, I can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a nice Me either. I like peace and tranquility. Everyone, yeah, everyone needs like, to get it's on. It's too and, messy. And it's just easier because life is hard enough, bruv. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, Don't come same. and make it more complicated, please. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, that's it. But that's it, man. That's, for that's it, my G's. Um, again, thank you to everybody that sent your dilemmas. Yeah. Everyone that keeps sending dilemmas. We're, we're working through them. Yeah, Trust really me, are. we're getting there. We're what, definitely working what? through them. Maybe one day we'll do a receipt special. We'll bang out an hour. We'll have like, yeah. guests that have different thoughts as well. That might let's just do, let's do two your receipts. I'm joking. Mm-hmm. We've got a lot <laughs> well, of like, like, episodes. You want to be dry? Please. This mouth of mine can, <laughs> can be used for other things. hella dry. Right. And you know? it can be used for other activities. <laughs> exactly. The year of the exactly. home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I've been your girl, Tolly T. Audrey, formerly known as Ghana's Finest. And your mama, Sita Milena Sanchez. And now, A-Town Down. Hey. That was your first piece of A-Town Down as 29. Hey. 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 H